Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. Thanks again for joining the Stories from the Woods podcast. Glad to have you here again today. Got a new story for you today. This one actually, uh, I got a little start, a little help from a book called The Complete the Story. I got it from my son for Christmas. Sometimes I struggle a little bit to get the start of a story going, and uh, maybe he'll give me a little bit of something. And as I've asked you, his listeners, if you guys got any ideas, things to get me started on a story, I'd be glad to put one together. But in the interim, I went through this complete the story, and I was on a current business trip, and I read through it. I read through some of the different starters and picked one. And today, I'm going to give you the result of that story. And there's many, many more starters here in this book that hopefully I'll use to create some other stories throughout the year. I hope you enjoy this one. Just remember, those first couple sentences that I say here were the help of this Complete the Storybook. The Oasis All around them, the desert stretched out until it fell over the edge of the horizon. The road looked like it would do the same if they just kept driving. But no matter how long they drove, the view never changed. The horizon got no closer. They were headed to the city of Oasis, for it was the only city for a thousand miles with any abundance of water. However, Many called it Mirage, because many only saw it in their dreams. It was not as easy a place to find. It seemed like anyone who ventured out to find it never returned. Maybe they never did, and instead died in this God-forsaken desert. Maybe this city was built from hope that water of large quantity existed. The Grommets, who lived in this land, could live without water for an average of ten days. It only took a cup of water to fuel their bodies for another ten This summer provided less rain than any previous year. That was the reason why more grommets were seeking the city more than ever before. Within the sand skimmer, there sat three grommets from the Arkan Dunes. The lead, Warman. Behind Warman sat two female grommets. Liza and Rudin, like all grommets, had extremely dry skin with a brown tone to it. Their hands and feet were hard and callous to endure touching the sand that was either hot or cold due to the extreme temperatures in this region of Talgon. These life forms could walk on their feet or on all fours. Long eyelids and flaps of extra skin on their head protected them from the strong rays of the light. Their last taste of water was three days ago when they stopped at Trickle Canyon. This canyon was rightfully named for the tiny one-inch creek that ran through it. Often in the distance they could see the outline of a city. They wondered if it was Oasis, or was it just a mirage as they continued toward it. After another day of travel, they reached what appeared to be the outskirts of the city. They saw some small huts scattered outside, but no sign of grommets, or any other life form for that matter. This gave them a sense of uneasiness. Why was all of this abandoned, they thought. As they approached the city, every minute that they traveled seemed like they had not moved an inch closer to the city. They were beginning to think the stories were true that the city was just a mirage. Or maybe it was their anticipation that distorted their perception. An hour later, they finally reached the gateway to the city. There was a long bridge that appeared to have gone over a river. However, this river was only but a creek, not much larger than the one in Trickle Canyon. The group did not even bother to stop to pull water from it. This sight raised concern that they only wanted to go forward and find out more and where the water was located. As they raced through the city, the streets were empty and they passed large buildings covered in sand dust. It appeared as though no one had lived here for years. This was supposed to be the greatest city in all of Talgon. It now looked like the greatest ghost town of all time. They traveled to the center of the city and parked the sand skimmer. They looked around at the large circle the buildings formed with many streets leading into the center. 
In the middle, there was a very large fountain. They walked toward it, but were stopped by a wall that started a hundred yards from the fountain and circled around it. They looked over the wall into a shaft that appeared to go on for miles. If you had good enough eyesight, you would have seen a small pool of water at the bottom. The group looked at the fountain. The fountain was sculpted in the shape of two grommets with smiles on their face, one pouring a pitcher of water into the other's cup. There was a small trickle of water coming out of the pitcher, and when the cup filled up, it trickled over the sides, down the shaft, back to the small pool below. The fountain was a great representation of how much water was really here at the oasis. We came all the way to find water that would carry us through our days, and all that's left is a trickle, grumbled Warman. You are seeing the results of our overconsumption of a precious resource, spoke a voice from behind them. The group turned around and saw an older grommet. Who are you? What happened here? asked Liza. I am Merck. I have lived here all my life. Oasis was built around the spring and well behind you. It started off as a very small community. In the other days, our people were good stewards of the water. Everyone drank when they really needed it. Then our neighbors began to hear about the abundance of water that we had here. The city began to grow, but the grommets were disciplined. As time passed, some in the community took a little more water than they really needed, but it was still within a reasonable amount. Unfortunately, the word spread more and more, and the city grew larger and larger. It was difficult to keep everyone in check. The water went more quickly. As you know, our kind does not need much water. The outsiders treated it as if it were an addiction and could not stop because it was easily available. More outsiders filed in to the outskirts of the city because the city could not hold all the people here. The water was going quickly. Finally, the leaders of the city implemented a restriction on how much water could be taken from the well by one individual on a weekly basis. There were guards here that monitored the well. It worked for a short period of time, but those that had drank more than their share no longer could go as long without water. Guards were receiving payment from some to get more water each week. Those that were following restrictions were tired of this behavior. There was an uprising of peaceful protest around the well. This led to riots, and water was stolen. Some who stole were imprisoned, but it did not stop the corruption, and then it led to all-out chaos. Many believed the spring that feeds this well was endless. They were wrong. As more grommets came to the city, the well was quickly dropping, and eventually the well all but dried up. The grommets quickly abandoned the city and continued to the west, out of the desert, to find other sources of water. Many died on their way there. There are only but a few of us living here in the city. That is a sad story indeed. I wonder why this story has not traveled out to the outer regions of the desert. Everyone near us still thinks the city exists and has much water, said Warman. I believe it's because none who left here went out into the desert. So the stories that were told many years ago still remain to be the current story, responded Merck. The spring is slowly filling the well again, but we do not want this same thing to happen. So we do not share the news with those outside the city. This will hopefully allow the well to fill up, and then the generations in the future will be able to survive. Then why do you share the story with us? We are outsiders, asked Rudan. Yes, you are, but I hope you will tell a story I tell today with the exception of the last part. I would prefer you tell them that there is no water any longer, or you can stay here and protect the well 
But if so, you shall never leave here. Why do you trust us after losing trust in other grommets? asked Worman. I still have faith in the grommets and want our kind to survive. I still believe that these that never had the abundant water can learn to limit the amount taken and protect this resource, said Merck. I am happy to hear this optimistic view in a dire time. I'm sure you've heard of the lack of rain in the desert this season. I'm sure more will be headed this way, added Worman. Indeed, I have. I will welcome all who come. It is in this time that I believe everyone will appreciate that there is water, and restriction is important for all. The group talked to each other for a bit and then told Merck that they would stay. Over time, more did come to the city, but not more than the well could sustain and continue to fill. They revitalized the city and put in some basic rules to follow that would protect the water. The rain began to fall more often, and the well is almost full, and the creek that surrounds the city is half full. Those grommets who left to the west many years ago found water, but were never as happy as they were when they lived in the desert. Those that survived finally came back years later to find oasis stronger than ever. They lived there within the rules placed before them. They had less, but they really had more as a result of it. This concludes The Oasis. If you'd like to support Stories from the Woods podcast, you can leave us a review, make a donation using the link in the show notes, or share the podcast with family, friends, local libraries, and schools. Remember to check out our past episodes and to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Thanks again for listening. This podcast features the song Surreal Forest by Medane, available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License.